All right. Hello and welcome to this November edition of the American Soccer Crash Course. A couple pops on the table today. Lodge had a, had a positive review at work. Yeah. We're very excited. <laughs> We're very excited. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, here to discuss, among other things, kind of a, a wrap of 2023 for the U.S. Men's National Team. Um, we got a little award show to give you, um, just like a Sports Center episode when you were a kid, a little top 10 moments at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and discussion of the, the latest window and a couple a couple things in between. So um, excited to be here today, and uh, I think we I think we just roll right through the, the tough part of this, which is talking about the latest two games in Trinidad. Obviously, it was a week or so ago, um, but anytime you're repeating the worst the score line of the worst moment in the program's history down in Trinidad, uh, that's not good. So. Uh, as many of you may have known, we go into this this two-legged tie with Trinidad, home and away. Um, and basically, it was a manufactured setup in like the quarterfinals of the Nations League that our kind of administrative guy brokered so that if we win that, we can get both into the Nations League and play some quality games there and qualify for the Copa America. So you kind of have a bit of a, of a layup situation here. Mm-hmm. Um, and our first game, we're at home. Definitely some injuries beating up the squad. No Pulisic, no Wea, no uh, Adams. Obviously, is a bit of a long term long term miss. But um, in that first game, you got Kevin Paredes on the left wing, Malik Tillman on the right wing, uh, battling it up top, and then kind of standard everything else. You know, Gio, McKenny, Musa, Turner at the back. A lot of things you're used to. Um, and in that first half. It was kind of like a lot of the same story that we've seen against a low block where our team, I, I mean, I'll say that I don't think our players particularly played very well. And you like DeMarcus Beasley said at halftime, like our dudes just need to step up a little bit. But um, I, it's also a situation where you're watching a struggle against a low block again against a team we should just blow out of the water. Yeah. And it's hard not to look at the coach. What, what, do you, what did you guys think during that, that first game? Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, I mean, it was a little disappointing. I think it was a vintage Burhalter ball performance, yeah. um, which which you hate to see. Um, I mean, as you mentioned, with no CP or Wea, like those are probably you could argue probably our two most critical attacking players that yeah. help break that down and, and can you know have the speed to you know get around the outside. But it, yeah, it, it was disappointing to see. I, I think we would have obviously liked to see better, um, but you know. We've seen worse performances against Trinidad before. I'm <laughs> glad like we at least were able to like come away with a win from it. Um, but it definitely we didn't leave that game feeling uh, much better about our, our friend Greg. I don't know. What do you think, Lodge? I mean, what we always talk about, you know, you get one bloods in the water, you get a couple more, right? It just it takes one to open the floodgates, and we eventually got there. Obviously, we would have liked to get there earlier. Um, I. I think the last time I was here, because I missed the last podcast, apologies to all the viewers who were looking yeah, for me. Lodge, our numbers were th- through the floor on that one. Yeah, Come I on. bet. Yeah. Um, the, the last one that I was here about two months ago, we were talking about Greg's super innovative thing of just playing through ball, or not playing through balls, playing long switches across the back. Yeah, you and did that, not like that, I did if not, I recall. I did not like that, but guess what opened him up in that game? I believe it was a long switch where eventually, you know, we had a one-two combination, and then we ended up scoring. So, I mean, you know... Say what you want about the tactics. They worked, I guess. You know, just another, as you said, another another Greg Ball performance. Yeah, I, I just one one. Tw- I don't remember if this is a tweet or a common commentator's note from the game, but I, one thing that kind of stuck with me about 
um, Greg is so basically comment to the effect of right if one player if a couple of players have a bad game you know that's a couple of players having a bad game but if your entire team if your every player on your team has a bad game that's usually a sign of bad coaching right and I never really heard it framed that way but that made me kind of groan a little bit because that was kind of what it felt like right it felt like we all were having an off game right and yeah. I think obviously we lack you know with Paredes and, and Tillman like they have potential but right they lack the chemistry with you know Gio and, yep. and, and the guys that are in there consistently so there's like built-in excuses for Greg but it wasn't encouraging that it seemed like we all had an off night and I think like your first thought has to go to like is the system are they not liking the system is, is yeah. it Greg's fault um and, but, and, and there were ten men. I forgot about that. Weston Weston gets chopped down in the first half, and oh yeah, whatever. whatever however much they were bunkering, they were bunkering even harder than that. Yeah. Uh, after after that moment, I guess good on Weston to to draw a red card that ended up, you know, being big. But we go into that game nil nil at half, and just like the second half, they actually played well, but the angst level so high, dude. You're like. I just want to see us just put a hang six on put these guys. In, just put one in, yeah. Yeah, and then Pepe eventually saves the day once again. Launch this agenda, man. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've had the Pepe agenda for a while now, and I'll, I'll get to what he did today. Um, this is – we're recording this on Wednesday, November 29th. Oh, my 29th. gosh, dude, yeah. We should have led with that. We're not going to talk about that until I get there. Um, okay. But, yeah, <laughs> I, my, my Pepe – all of my agendas are coming into – it's like um, – have you seen that um, – that Star Wars meme where it's Emperor Palpatine saying everything is proceeding exactly as I have foreseen. Yeah. I, everything is proceeding exactly God, as I have foreseen. Yeah. I mean, this guy needs a fucking raise. Mm -hmm. all, all over <laughs> it. Um, yeah, so that, that second half, Pepe breaks breaks through, and then you get a long shot from Jedi that gets deflected, a Geo goal that gets deflected, and mm -hmm. you know just eases things a little bit, but it just doesn't feel good. So you go down, go down to Trinidad in game two. You're looking for a response. Trinidad coach says before the game they're going to play a little more open, um, and that's that's what happens. And we're rolling like Brennan Aronson's trying so hard to score a goal, which <laughs> just is literally impossible for the kid, unfortunately. Um, and we're we're peppering goal. Eventually, Jedi has a really nice diving header. Jedi has been uh, for club and country trip uh, chipping in with some some goals and assists lately, which is cool. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's mm -hmm. growing in confidence as a leader. Just something to watch out for. Yeah. Um, but a moment that will live in infamy, 40-minute mark. Sergio Dest gets – a ball gets called out that he believes that he kept in, and he loses his damn mind. Who wants to take this one for me? Give, give me some thoughts on this. I'm going to I'm gonna stay away from this one. I've got okay. more to say about it later. Yeah, right. yeah Lodge has quite a history with, with acting up on the field. <laughs> so I think if anything, <laughs> if anything uh, he could probably relate to Sergio as much as anyone. No, yeah, I, I think um, – I don't know. It, it definitely seems like there's a lot of built-up frustration because the, the reaction to what was at stake in that yeah. moment was, like, not matching up at all. Like, <laughs> he was literally just a ball going out. And I kind of watched the replay. Like, it looked like it did go out. Like, you think so? I thought okay. so. I, I don't know. It's almost not even worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> – it, Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really fucking matter. But um, – yeah, it seems like just – I think a lot of people mentioned it. It seems like a lot of just an accumulation of built-up frustration with yeah. his club situation, with um, kind of his perception as a prospect. Okay, so that's, that's how you – that's what you I think would probably it. assess it. I mean, just straight up, he does seem like he has anger issues a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, which, like, is fine. I think, you know, I, I like – I like that's part of the thing I like about this team is we do have a little bit of a fire in the belly Yeah. with guys like him and, and McKenney. But, yeah, a pretty rash and reckless um, – um, display from him but what, what were your thoughts on that yeah I mean it was it was crazy 
I, I one thing one thing that crossed my mind was just you know there's a lot of notable absences in that game, and he gets a red card and he's kind of like John back at Ream and at Turner. Turner pushes him off the field. It just was like ugly. I I agree with you that it it you could see a scenario where this is like some pent up rage. Um, so I was kind of wondering like if you have Pulisic on the field, if you have Weston, maybe especially like Tyler Adams, right? Like does he? Does he snap out of that? Does he? Because, like, for me, that moment screamed, like, lots of arrogance just in terms of, like, I'm playing on a freaking Caribbean island. Like, I'm way better than this. I've played at Barcelona. Like, I've got some CONCACAF ref trying to screw me right now. Like, screw this. We're winning the game anyway. I'm just going to throw a hissy fit. I'm entitled to do that. I think think I'm going to spin zone this, and I'm going to say he's he's been through a lot in the past two to three years, honestly. Like, he's... From as you the said, Barca, yeah, Barcelona to AC Milan to PSV now, like having so many different areas and trying to fit into a team, and eventually, you know, the only team that's been his consistency has been United States. Granted, he's played pretty well for us. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know that ball goes out. I don't know if I don't know what set him off. I don't know yeah. if somebody was saying something or what, but it seemed like he had just he had something to get out. And yeah, I mean, he was he was apologetic after the game, as one should be, you know, right? Yeah. Um, but but it feels like I don't want to say it's a throwaway and it doesn't really matter that much, but it felt like he needed to get it out. <laughs> and now that he got it out, you know, like it, it happens. Yeah. The silver lining is that like. You know, this of all the places and times this outburst could exactly. happen, yeah. Yeah. it came uh, it came on a second leg um, in Trinidad when we're already up. But don't you think aggregate. he knew that? He had to have known that, and that, that and for yeah. me, for me, that in and of itself is like pretty damn. And that's a fair point. Concerning because it was it was like an assessment, and it was like I'm justified in these actions right now. Yeah. Um, I thought like his teammates were pissed at them, right? Like Reem and yeah. <laughs> the Fulham boys were kind of like giving it to him in the press afterwards, but. Um, it like I do think one thing that that has to be frustrating for his teammates, right? Like you've got, you know, there's core there's core guys, right? That are upset, like Turner was upset, but then you've got like Paxton Aronson who, you know, got called up and was probably anticipating getting getting a little tick there, and the whole complexion of the game and like the whole yeah. game plan gets thrown out the window because. You know, he he took this upon himself. I I would imagine people are pissed. Um, And, you know, he he got that red in the Nations League over the summer, and everyone kind of chalked it up to, like, crazy game against Mexico, blah, blah. But um, did you guys feel like – Elijah, I know you mentioned him going through a bunch of tough things, but I've always thought he was just kind of like a quirky, misunderstood guy. And, and like, I I kind of constantly felt like, okay, you know, maybe – these things didn't work out at Barca or AC Milan, but like, I was kind of riding with him. Mm-hmm. I felt like we personally, I was like, oh, we maybe just got a glimpse into like why these things haven't worked out. What do you guys think of that? Because I, I, I felt like it was unprofessional enough where maybe it, it, it's a window into that. Yeah, I mean, this was an extreme, <clears throat> extreme example of that, but like, you also kind of see like a little the recklessness and like even his style of play and like moments of his play, right? Yeah, where he'll like do do a skill move that the moment does not record like you, you yeah, know what i mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. he has moments where he'll do things at a, on a smaller level within the flow of the game where you're like the heck was that dude yeah. like or the and, or the, the after the game the uh after you get beat four nil the arsenal post in the, the yeah hype video. yeah <laughs> like that's kind of like and it's not generally it's like it's not bad like that's part of right. like what makes him who he is as a player but this was like obviously a bad manifestation of it but like 
it is sort of kind of who he is, but you know, I think a lot of times you have to take the bad with the good with, mm-hmm. with players at this level. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Like, let's be honest. There could be a lot worse things that he's doing outside of the game. That would yeah. be like taking away from the team. It, at some, at some level, he's making it about himself. Okay, you know, like he, he has been in a bunch of teams where nothing is about him, which is unfortunate. You know, like I, I get it. Um, but, you know, after watching the Beckham doc, after like, you know, <laughs> I, I saw like Roger Nine-Gallon compilation. Fantastic, by the way, if you ever want to see a bunch of screamers, uh, the guy only scores bangers. But um, he was... You're going to have trouble typing that one on Google, too. Roger, Roger Nangon, yeah. But he, um, <laughs> he was kicked out of the French team because he just refused to do any of the fitness stuff. It's not like he's, like, uh, Serginio's not putting in the time, not putting in the reps and everything. Yeah. It's just that when he does it, he does it in his own certain way. If it's going to come with a red card one every... X amount of games twice in a year and on national team. That's I don't, I don't love it, but if there was a time to do it post world cup, when it, when the stakes were pretty low, I guess is the time to do it. Okay. So here's my next question. He's going to be suspended for the, so with, with that quote, you know, win over Jamaica or Jamaica, Trinidad, uh, we, we qualify for Copa America and we qualify for the nation's league. Mm-hmm. Um, he misses the semifinal of the nation's league against Jamaica automatically. What would you guys do disciplinary wise or lack of discipline for that that window? Like what what do you want to do here? Because you you bring up future competitions. I think every South American team saw that tape and said, "Oh my gosh, we're going to get under this." Like those South American teams do shit house like nobody else. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking right at that guy and I'm I'm fucking with him. So what you're asking in terms of like discipline? Yeah, what would you do from here? You know, he's going to be suspended the semifinal. Would you suspend him the final? Would you call him up and just keep him on the bench and give Scally the spot? Like, how would you think about that? I I mean, like, listen, I think, you know, this is we're adults. Like, this is the men's national team. I don't think there's any, you know, Greg-level suspension that's needed in addition to what he's already suspended for. I I think it's more so just – uh, a matter of communication from from mainly the team and the leaders yeah. of the team, and like to understand that like that there's there's no more room for that in this yeah. league. Um, but I, that's the main thing for me, and like I, I think that it just needs to be a, something between between the players that there's trust there. Yeah. I don't think like we need to be suspending guys longer. Like I don't think that's like, good for anybody. Like this, okay. fi- we want to win this final. Like we want our best players in the field. Yeah, and maybe it's dust, maybe it's not. You know that that's dependent upon him, like how the team feels and how the coach feels with his work and commitment. But I don't think we need to be like, "Oh, we'll suspend him an additional amount of time." I don't think that's necessary. What do you think, Lodge? South America, the best tune-up that we could possibly have for them in terms of like shit housing and getting somebody tuned up would be Mexico, yeah. and that's probably who we're going to play in the final if yeah. it does turn out that way. So I say, yeah, obviously, you play him in the final, see how he does. He has gotten a red <laughs> yeah. before. If he gets another red, you know it now. You know it, and he he unfortunately cannot be trusted, but it gives him another opportunity to be trusted, and I think it's a great opportunity for him to show that he can handle himself like a professional in that way. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Mexico is a great, definitely a great tune-up. Um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. If if the game, let's say it was like okay, so this is in the November window. We're not playing till March. Um, let's say it was like a, mo- a few weeks from now. I'd feel a lot more comfortable suspending him. Sure. It is a little bit weird, like four months. You're going to suspend yeah. somebody for four months ago, but man, I like. I I kind of fall, I kind of fall on the like old man yell cloud here. I, I sort of I sort of would want to suspend him for just the Nations League, 
nothing beyond that. But like, this is a dude who like often does not get the point of things. Like, yeah, like you see him so many times when he. <laughs> Like, like there's a goal that's conceded on his head. He has this characteristic, like, leg slap. Ugh, and then, like, whatever. All right. What, like, on to the next. And I, I just feel like he's a bit of a, like, the space cadet type. And only, like, something, like, formal, like, suspending him is going to get this across before. You know, if we lose the Nations League, you, I don't want to see that happen. I don't want to lose to Mexico, but we've beaten them like four or five times in a row. Like I, I know we have their number. Mm-hmm. I want to see us do something big at Copa America. And if, if, if getting that point across to him before he gets people just under his skin like crazy, um, that would just be where I fall on it. But Fair. it's a, it's a, it's certainly an agree to disagree kind of thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So all of that being said, Des loses his mind. Um, they sub on Joe Scally for Gio. Gio is a planned sub at the 45. They're playing with Pepe and Balligan. Um, and, and perhaps one of the most brutal parts about this red card is uh, Trinidad go and score like immediately to make, to make it 1-1. Um, goalkeeper committee here. If you saw that one, thoughts on the Matt Turner, Turner role in that first goal? Mm-hmm. The goal was, I mean – Classic Mac Turner fashion. Not necessarily a counterattack, but a long ball played in. <laughs> and a ball played Whoa. in behind the back. Lodge um, is using this opportunity to further. I'm not gonna agenda. I'm not gonna say that Cameron Carter Vickers like had something to do or didn't have something to do with it. He did. He tripped yeah. and like it was it was a one on one. It wasn't awful defending. It wasn't though. it wasn't awful defending and honestly it wasn't awful goalkeeping. Like, I mean he he got beat near post, but those are the type of ones you're okay giving up because he blasted it. Like yeah. when you're a kid, they say like never get be- never get beat in your post. In order to have something coming on the backside, like you have to be able to play it a little bit more. Okay. Um, and so I was I was okay with him getting beat on that first one. It also looked like he slipped. So I, I, I was disappointed, but I'm also like it's you know those pitches mm-hmm. can be crazy. So it was like, it was a top end of front corner. Like it, yeah. it it happens. You know I wasn't that mad at it. Okay, so we go into half. We're still rolling with a very offensive lineup, even though we have 10 men because of this Dest red card. And, but by the way, that goal just makes you like even a little more incensed about what Dest did. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the game's like a little more back and forth in Trinidad. I get a free kick. And I don't even need your guys' analysis on this one. Absolute howler from Matt Turner. Some dude just launches one from outer space, but like it's right at him and he sh- it somehow goes in. It, it might have been moving a little bit, but there's no excuse here. It was, yeah, there was, there was no knuckle on that one. Yeah, um, and it, I, first thing I do immediately is text you, Lodge, and say that that prediction you made back in September about Turner not being the starter in 2026—it's it's looking decent. Yeah, that one that one was inexcusable. Like I, so it was it was a free kick, what 30, 40 yards outside the box. Yeah, and so he sets the line ten yards away for whatever reason, you know, to keep the high line, to keep like, a bunch of space in between him so he can go and get the ball. He's not the type of guy to go out and get the ball. He's not terribly aggressive off his line. Okay. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about how he's not te- terribly aggressive off his line in a little bit. Um, but he, I think he was had in his mind too much that there was going to be a ball played in as opposed to a shot. Okay. And the guy just took a shot and he was not expecting it. Hmm. It was pretty far out. It yeah. Was, it was pretty far out. You got to punch it. You got to parry it. He tries parrying it, and it just goes off his hand on the goal. That was that was bad. Yeah, that was bad. He was, I, I think, between two minds at that point. It, it was bad. Yeah, and then the team really does not respond well at all, uh, for you know for whatever reason, and it ends up a two-one game. Pretty disappointing. 
thank God there was like Chief Seagull, something, some really good Monday night football game on that uh, <laughs> that clouded whatever we had going on. Uh, but we do move on to um, Nations League Copa America. Yeah, just just last thoughts on that guy's like panic meter when you lose to Trinidad two to one. Do do you take the context or is is that just like a full stop? That absolutely can never happen. I mean, as long as we got through unscathed, so it's not ideal, but it's sort of like, a, all right, that was kind of fucked. But as long as we <laughs> get it together for this next for this semifinal, then yeah. I'm okay. But if okay. this semifinal, if we if we don't you know beat Jamaica, a team we should easily beat, or that our Gold Cup team beat then I think, you know, in, in context with this loss, um, we may, maybe have more to talk about in terms of concerns. All right, yeah, so kind, kind of disappointing. Um, I'm not – I'm certainly not panicking, but it – you know, Max, I, I, I think about what you said, and, and I think this is a good segue to 2023, but I think about what you said about just the cloud of Berhalter. And I can excuse that game with the craziness of deaths with a, a Turner howler and – Honestly, I thought two turner mistakes, but it's just it just puts an awful taste in your mouth, and that's kind of been the theme of this fall. Um, and so, I would love to kind of get your guys' state of the union, quick little like 2023 wrap up. We had Spotify wrapped today. U.S. Men's National Team wrapped 2023. How would you guys feel about this year? Um, you know that. Uh, what's the what's the Arctic Monkeys album with the the heartbeat thing on the front? <laughs> okay, AM I believe. AM, yeah. So it's it's not the album itself. I'm not gonna say that, but it's the it's the heartbeat. Album. Yeah, it's a fantastic album. Yeah. But it's the heartbeat itself. A okay. lot of ups, a lot of downs. Ends up flatlining at the middle. Nothing yeah. really changed. We didn't change the coach. Yeah. We didn't change any. Like I mean, a couple new players came in. We're excited about. A couple of the old guard went away. But in the end. 2023 was supposed to be a year about excitement, about moving forward after the World Cup, and I feel like really not much changed. Do you feel bad? I I feel like we stagnated. Whether okay. whether or not that's good or bad, I mean, I I would have loved to move forward, or I would have ha- I would love to have a radical up or a radical down, so I had something to comment on. But it's just like <laughs> that's a, that's help like, us here, yeah. Yeah, we we had six months of oh, is Greg going to come back? And yeah. then he comes back, and you know, I you know how I feel about Greg. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my take is, you know, it hasn't been terrible, but it's just like you mentioned the Greg dark cloud. It's just, you know, I don't think, and listen, I'm not as critical of Greg as a lot of people are on Twitter, but he is kind of just like a vibe serial killer. Like, (laughs) like we're not, we're not like, we're not, nothing's bad. Like we're doing fine, but just the vibes aren't great. Yeah. Right. And it's just, it feels like the team prides itself on their vibes. Yeah. And the team themselves have great vibes a lot of times, but it just seems like even when, and I don't think he's as bad as people say, but it just seems like the vibes aren't as good as they could be. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm like, there's no reason to panic. There's no reason to freak out. Yeah. But like, I could be feeling better than I am. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's still to be seen. We had some big games coming up in the nation's league. If we go on to win the nation's league, I think that'll be, I'll be singing a different tune. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of in kind of stuck in the middle right now. Yeah. On, on how I'm feeling. Um, and you know, it's like this, this cloud, you know, I, I partially, by the way, I think this is on just like people, people need to like find a way to, to draw some positivity from positive moments. But as you alluded to Ricardo Pepe today scored the biggest goal of his entire career easily. He just scored a champions league winner at the death on the road to make it, to take his 
Dutch team to the round of 16 in the Champions League. Correct. Insane, right? Now, now everyone is really happy about it, but immediately the discourse is like, well, you know, if your striker's scoring these goals in the Champions League and you, you're struggling to beat Trinidad, something's wrong with the coach. It's valid. Like, I'm not even it's – a, it's a fair comment. It's awfully, like, clouded and, and a little bit negative, but, like, that's just where everyone is, it feels like, right yeah. now. All the, all the fans. and it's, it's almost like, you know, there, there was a time when you thought of negativity and you associated it with maybe a few players on Twitter. But, like, pick your social media site, Instagram comments, YouTube comments. Like, like everyone is livid, dude. Like, your occasional barstool blog that actually gives attention to the national team. There's such a cloud, man. And, like, for me, I would love if we just play Copa America next month and we just – put this discourse to bed unless he just like 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 either it's sink or swim for me in that oh, um, unless yeah. he like gets I'm, some, some quarter like he plays great in the quarterfinal something like right where it flat lines and the discourse continues but I, i'm with yeah. you no it, it, a quarterfinal in copa america would be a failure uh, okay. a semifinal would be the the break even the, okay the flat line for I me but yeah that. i'm with you if we if we just played it next month i'd be so much happier just yeah. like knowing either way like yeah Blissful, like ignorance is bliss. I don't agree with that at this situation. Okay. We've seen what we have. Yeah, and we've seen what happened in the World Cup. I, it's it's going to be three more years of what what's going on. You know. Yeah. I'm not I'm not terribly excited that he has the reins until 2026. Yeah. Until I see. The but Cup do you think do you think they're going to use this 2024 as a measuring stick? They didn't. They said they weren't going to. At least they said he's there until 2026. That's what his contract. I, I know, but I mean, there's things to say and things to. You plan on like if we crash out the group stage, you can't possibly continue. With I don't think we're gonna crash out the group stage. Okay, but I don't think we. Knowing Greg, that. we'll do just enough. Yeah. For for him to give us mm-hmm. the benefit, give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. We'll limp um, out. Mm-hmm. Anniversary of the uh, the Iran game from from last year. I think that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, that was that was a forty five minutes of hell holding on to that one hole lead. Um, yeah. Uh, Cool. So the, I think that, that about sums, sums our, our feelings on the 2023 year up. Again, I don't feel worse than I did a year ago. I don't even feel bad, but I don't, I don't feel how I'd like to feel. Um, so we did make a wish list mm-hmm. around Christmas time last year. I thought it might be fun to kind of go over that, see what we got. Um, so one thing we asked was to rethink the striker position. I think we all had that in different variations on our wish list. I'd say we absolutely accomplished that with with Balogun, um, with bringing Pepe back in, and oh, Jesus is gone. Uh, P Fox actually he's developing his game, but he got the message he's got to get better. Um, and uh, like Haji's not exactly in the picture right now, but I, I would say we did that. You guys think so? Yeah, I mean I think it's pretty much best case scenario. I mean we got yeah. Balogun. He's looked you know he's looked good. Yeah. He's had some big moments, and then Pepe, who we've all been a big fan of leading back to the world cup last year yeah. has played his role kind of as the super sub perfectly. He's had a lot of big goals for us. He's had yeah. a lot of big goals for club. Um, so I think if you would have asked us back then, what our ideal, ideal striker situation would be, it would, it would probably be this. So yeah. I think, I think that worked out well for us. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Balgan was on your radar at this point in time. Yeah, last yeah, year. it was. We were, I think, we were I think, a little we were, bit. I think it was, yeah. Like a little bit, but I yeah. remember like just being livid that Pepe wasn't given a chance. And now yeah. that, I, I'm I'm still still a little butthurt about him not being there, but at the same time, he's taking it in stride. Yeah, like he, he could have he could have not taken it in a better way. So I'm not gonna lie, my head was turned today. Like, do you think that you know Pepe just bangs in a in a goal in the Champions League, massive massive goal, and he's got right now in 
in the Dutch league and the Champions League, he's contributing to a goal every 37 minutes. Do you think he's starting to really put his name in the hat to, to be the starting well, striker? Well, let me ask a question. Does Pepe was subbed on for this game, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I at least for me. For so he's he so he sits behind Luke De Jong, yeah. who like played at Barca. He's kind of a vet, and he's just been so good. He's been so good. So in, I mean, in the like Dutch league. This so year. spin zone. To your point, maybe Pepe is just great off the bench. So yeah, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Like I, I really like what like I, I like what we have going with our current striker setup. I think Balogun's been really good. Okay, and I think the vibes are good. Yeah. I think maybe trying getting fancy and getting too cute with it right now and trying giving Pepe some starts. While I don't hate the idea, yeah. I feel like that could mess with the vibes a little bit. I mean, Balagoon yeah. is you know recently joined this team, and I think we don't want to start sending him a message early that we're going to be skittish if he doesn't score a goal every game. Right, right. So I think we stick with what we're doing, and I think Pepe's still going to get his chances yeah. in, in almost every game. I would say. I'm, so I, I think we keep it rolling with what we got. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you, Max, and the the connection that I'm going to draw is a Bayern Munich one. I know that we have the Dortmund over there, but uh, Matisse Tell, for those of you who don't yeah. know, is a super sub, like an 18-year-old French phenom for Bayern Munich. And he has been working his butt off to try to start. He comes into like late games when it's tied, and he comes on. And he scores. He scores. <laughs> he scores. He does He does the dirty work, and he gets a goal. Pepe's the exact same way. Yeah. And Thomas Tuchel, the manager of Bayern, says, look, like as much as I want to start the kid – the role that he's playing right now is he's doing such a good job. I don't want to mess up the feng shui of the team. Dude, I that's think what, that's what Tuchel did in Pulisic too. Yeah. But, Tuchel. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to get into that, but yeah, at, at this yeah, point I say, one. I say, don't touch the, don't touch the good juju. Like just let it, let it keep on keeping okay. on until something happens. Yeah. I, and we got a few months till our next game. Like I, I'm pretty much with you guys unless Pepe just goes on an absolute tear. Then I'm like, I'm really starting to think about it. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll roll through more of our wish list. I asked for Copa America. We got that. That was nice. Mm -hmm. um, I asked for some public display of like the accomplishment at the World Cup. I kind of listened back to that podcast. And I was like, dude, that's a loser talk. We don't, they don't really deserve much. But <laughs> I think my thinking was just that they they were in Europe, went and played the World Cup, and then went right back to Europe, and so no one got to got to interact with the American fans. But just screw that one. We didn't get it, and it's fine. Um, Max, you asked for a, an MLS or anti-MLS quota. Um, I don't think it's in writing, but how would you how would you say Greg's doing with that? I, I mean, I think it's definitely shifted in that direction, right? Yeah. I mean, especially when you get, look at guys like Lund and, and like other players we've brought on in, in in spots where you would have expected to see some MLS guys in the past. Yeah. So I don't I don't think it was never anything we would have seen in writing. Yeah. But I I think in terms of the team selection, I think Greg's pretty much lived up to what I was hoping for. Yeah, which is good. I, I would say that is a progression and yeah. things he's done. So that's that's nice. Um, all right, so we asked for Potts or Jesse Marsh. We didn't do that. <laughs> now Jesse Marsh is doing uh, – he has a new podcast coming out. We're competing, um, yeah. Yeah, we are competing. <laughs> we are competing We asked for him as our coach, yeah. Now he's competing against us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was really fun. I don't know if you – have you guys seen the uh, clips from that, that CBS show that were, it's like called Kicking It? And um, it's with like Clint Dempsey and Kate Abdo. And they're yeah. all like – it is actually – I will clips. say – like the land, like the landed Donovan episode in particular was super interesting. Uh, there have been a couple of good ones, but they were like grilling Jesse Marsh in the Champions League yesterday. They're like it's like mid coverage, and they're like, Jesse, like, what do you think of Greg Berhalter? And I'm like, dude, he. Everyone knows that Jesse Marsh was like 
one foot in the door for the, the USA job. Like, this is so shameless. Yeah. Just asking him, like, what yeah. do you think? Is he doing a good job? Mm-hmm. This job that you wanted and didn't get? Um, so kind of weird. But, um, all right, I wanted to, uh, like, put up or shut up kind of, what's the right word here? Not performance, but display from Geo over the course of, like, a year. Mm-hmm. I would say we sort of got it. We, we got the fact that he's good at soccer. Like, we got that at club. I would have loved him to play for Dortmund, but I blame that more on the idiot coach at Dortmund, yeah. um, who I would love to see canned. And I don't care if they just won the group of death in the Champions League. He got lucky. <laughs> I stand by it. Um, so I do think Gio showed us what he's all about, lived up to all that that prospect hype. That Quite honestly, like, with my ripping on Gio, something I've, like – not ripping on Geo, but the the thing I said no, last it's, year. No, it's ripping on Geo. Okay, yeah. we'll call it ripping on Geo. Like, I don't think I had a full appreciation for just how much of like a fantastic prospect he was. Um, I actually score, saw him score as a 16-year-old at Notre Dame preseason, and I still still didn't, I guess. Wait, what? Notre Dame preseason? Yeah, the, Dortmund was at uh, Notre Dame uh, for, for a preseason game, and he, he scored like in the second minutes against Liverpool. It was pretty impressive. But um, – yeah, I don't think I had like an appreciation for just how high caliber of a prospect he is, um, and that's why I think lots of people have he's rewarded that that promise to to an extent, and uh, I definitely have some respect in his name for that. Um, Lodge, you asked for like a specific identity. That doesn't feel like that happens. Nope, no identity. And maybe that'll be something that has to happen over several years. That's probably not something. I mean, yeah, we we've started the fiery, we've started the you know rah rah go team, um, <laughs> but well, I mean, like you know, we we now back up a player when he gets hurt or like when somebody like goes in and puts in a bad tackle. You know, that wasn't something that we did. Okay, four yeah, years yeah, ago. I got that. that yeah. That's what I guess what I'm trying to say. Um, that is an identity that's built over four years leading yeah. up to a World Cup. This one was just we're a young team who has nothing to lose. Yeah, we didn't play like we had nothing to lose, but we had nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the next one is going into 2026. Nice. Um, and I wanted some set piece improvement. We didn't get that. Okay. <laughs> On to the crashies. Our awards. Max, your MVP for the year. This one's a hard one. There's not one player that stands out. I mean, first, probably a guy that comes to mind. More so just in terms of consistency. That's probably the main thing we're looking for across yeah. all these. Jedi stands out to me. I okay. Think he's had, I like he's that. had a great like couple show. of showings. He's been you know, arguably our most consistent player. Right, and we've seen injuries that have affected that, but I think he's a guy that's been um, been really good for us. Uh, there's some obvious ones like you know, obviously CP, and, and I think Way has been really good as well. Yeah. Um, but I, there's a lot of ways you can go here. I think there's no no clear winner. All right, my MVP is Ricardo Pepe. I mean, he's just come on time and time again and scored. Really? Like I, you can think of so many games where he's the El, like El Salvador, Mexico. Um, so many really good performances from him where he com- comes in, does the dirty work. And I don't think there's, like you said, a clear cut. So I'm giving it to Ricardo Pepe. All right, let's like switch it. it up. Dad of the like year. It. <laughs> All right, we got dad of the year. Here are our nominees. Two-time father at 23 years old, Josh Sargent. A lot of sex. <laughs> a lot of sex. I mean, he's – dude, if you're just kind of huddled up in England with – Why not? With your wife. In Norwich of all places. In Norwich. I heard there's nothing to do there. Why not? Why not just pump a couple of kids out at 23? Respect to Josh Sargent. Um, Airborne 69. Weston McKenney's father, John McKenney. Uh, great not- father. <laughs> great, great dad. Actually, a great f- dad. Um, notably, Airborne um, tweeted that Wea and McKenney should play, should both start after they hadn't both been starting. 
immediately that week, uh, mm-hmm. Juventus's coach has them both start. So yeah. I mean, great, this guy, great Twitter presence. Yeah. Also a decorated veteran. Yes, also yes. <laughs> Thank you for and, your service. And a great father. All right, lastly, Claudia Reyna <laughs> fighting for his kid yeah. on and off the pitch. Yep. Enough said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I think, oh, man, it's hard not to give it to Airborne, right? He's the man. No. The Air, yeah. We, you know, I actually recreated this award for Airborne. So he could win. <laughs> Some so of these are no serious here. nominees. No. Yeah. Um, nice. Okay. Um, best goal. Christian. All right, that, this is this <laughs> one. Like, this one's easy for me. Pulisic versus Germany. Cut yeah, that. Yeah, yeah comes yeah, in from yeah. the left. Cuts in. Well, that was my best moment, though. Well, it can still be your best okay, moment. Okay, that works. Um, all right, best U.S. Men's National Team Twitter account. Who are you guys <laughs> giving this one to? Lots of candidates. I know. I know. In the past year, we've kind of expanded our presence on Twitter. Um, who do you guys like the most on, on that on that app that sometimes gets hostile? I love Waki. Okay. I, I think, you know, he's got the he's got quality tweets and he doesn't he doesn't go too much, like no. too in depth. He's not like responding to every single person that says something. Yeah. And he's like my sense of humor. It's like I don't want to say the John Boys of like US men's soccer, but okay. like the, the similar like just aloof humor Sorry I think is that. what is what gets me gets me giggling. Oh, nice. All right. Um, I think, you know, Vince from, that's his name, right? Vince yeah, from Vince. Scuffed. Yeah, shout out to Vince. Um, shout out Vince. For our shout out. Um, I don't know, he, he has some good tweets. It's pretty relatable. They have a good pod too. Um, also shout out, uh, USMNT videos, Sanjeev. I've been following him for a while. <laughs> yeah. I don't think his, I think his Twitter's fallen off a little bit, but. He's there. He was, he was my OG. He was always tweeting great videos oh, yeah? back in the day. Nice. So okay. I, more so historic, just, you know, you know, for the, for the kids out there just tuning into USMNT Twitter. Yeah. Uh, they don't know Sanjeev like I do. Damn. Anyway, okay. I I don't even know him like you do. That's, yeah. that's cool. What, what, <laughs> I have a account. You don't. What know? did he get up to back in the day? So he he just his account was USMNT videos. Okay. Because he was, so he would just tweet videos mainly. Okay, like uh, like comps or like just like hype videos. Mainly both. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, there were there were some hypes. You remember were, him? Yeah, okay. I definitely remember. And then over time, he sort of made it more of a personal account. Which was not yeah. bad. I mean, like, but you, he now has like a profile picture of him in a mirror, like with yeah. the the cut. Okay. Yeah. You know? Nice. Yeah. But kind of a deep cut, but deep cut. I think he might be a scuffed guy too. I'm not sure, but might either be. way, either yeah, way, right. massive fan of the scuffed podcast. Good guy, good best guy. Two, best two dollars I spend a month on their <laughs> on their patronage. It's they're just so good. Mm-hmm. They might I I might concede that they might be better than our podcast. Maybe. <sighs> I'm not gonna go that far, but maybe. Um, my favorite uh, national team account is. Um, the USMNT burner. Not sure if you guys saw this or have seen this guy around. They always post, you know, who's starting. I like that. But um, probably my favorite part is like when something bad happens, they have like these almost like they pull them from Shakespeare, but they have all these these tweets. They'll have like like Brendan Aronson will like miss a sitter and they'll be like, I'm not, they'll, they'll post a picture of it and be like, I'm not the man I once was. <laughs> <laughs> or like, right, yeah. like they have all these super dramatic lines they throw out that mm-hmm. are really funny. So I, I enjoy them. Um. All right, your breakout player of the year. Hmm. Let me go through my. Ooh, I got a good one. Malik Tillman. Okay. I think I think you know it came in late in the year, but now that he's starting to come into his own in the squad, um, he played both what on the wing as well as like a center attacking mid, like a false nine. Yeah. And in both areas, he excelled. He made, like, a lot of chances for the squad. I'm very excited to see what he has moving forward, especially with a Geo that sometimes gets hurt. Not sometimes. All the time gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. You know, having the ability to 
sub somebody in and not have to switch formations altogether, I think he's a great person. Yeah, I'm going to do a Lee Corso here. Uh, that's a bad pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I like Malik Tillman, but like I feel like he hasn't really broken out for in terms of his USMNT play. Like he's been okay. I think he's been good. But I think I'm with you. Yeah, he's had like he's been okay. I'm a, I'm a believer, but yeah, like, I'm a believer. I like yeah. I like him. Like I, I want to keep seeing him, but I don't know. I wouldn't say he's broken out. It's kind of tough with our roster because I think most of our rosters sort of been set in place generally for a while. So I think in terms of guys that have broken out, hate to bring up the. Christian's MVP, but Pepe in a way has broken out. I yeah, think from from his standing is not even being on the World Cup roster to now, For sure, mm-hmm. um, being a key a, a locked in key player. It, it, he's a contender, and, and obviously Balagoon as well is really the main new addition. Yeah, that, you know, in a sense, has broken out. It's a cop out. Who else do you name Lodge? Not t- <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I have another guy, but I think he's my he's my twelfth man, so I can't right, say him right. too. Uh, real quick, mine's mine's Geo. Like, you okay. know, it weirdly, when you really think about it, Gio never hadn't really played a huge role for the national team. He had a good Nations League final, but he's literally just been hurt like the last two years. And over COVID was when he was really breaking out with Dortmund and like didn't even get a look in. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's finally met like coming to the team and, and done really well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've got breakout player for Gio. Okay. Um, worst U.S. Men's National Team Twitter account. Um, God, just. That guy that called us incels, maybe. I'm a. I, I'm not even gonna glorify this guy because there's there's one guy who has this insane agenda against us. Like this dude is like deep in his parents' basement, and he has decided that we are like MLS shills. All right, I want everyone to tell me how many games, how many MLS games did you sit down and watch this year? It, well, I should say we both went to one. We both went to a Chicago Fire. We game. did. We did in fact go to a game. Do you count playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. Two. Okay, two. <laughs> Including the one I watched, like in person. Yeah. Max. Yeah, I bought zero. Yeah, so yeah. I, I went to two games. I threw on, like, the, the red zone several uh, times on my third monitor. Is it, is How is good? that? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it's good. Fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Is it Apple TV? Yeah. So, and part of, the, part of it is just, like, the Apple TV, you know. Who runs it? Cameras are fantastic. Like, the, yeah. the whole production. The is AK, the AK thing going on. Yeah, it's just, it's gorgeous. Um. Anyways, I, and, I, and you know what? I... I'm certainly not disparaging anybody who wants to watch the MLS. Like, but uh, More power but Jesus you know. Christ, man, relax, get off our. T- this dude like attacking us twenty four seven. Yeah, again, he will not be named, but that's that's the kind of thing you run on run into. I mean, you have to remember, you are on the same website as Yankees fans, Eagles fans, some of the worst people on this earth. Yeah. Alexi Lalas. <laughs> Alexi Lalas. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, all, right. all right. Um, your twelfth man, best man off the bench. Um, also could have been my breakout player of the year, Luca De La Torre. Oh, okay. I think, I think Luca De La Torre. <laughs> a very weird definition of breakout. Because, because what, who did we play in his role coming off the bench in the last World Cup? Kellen Acosta. Having Kellen Acosta and upgrading to Luca De La Torre and actually playing him means so much to the squad. Having a guy okay. who can have some presence in the midfield, like, who's wh- not just an MLS guy that we're throwing out there. i i agree with that side of it but what, what like think of the antonym of breakout maybe ease in and that i think is a better <laughs> description of what de la torre has been doing but he, he's more of an ease in. in in some injuries instead of you know having mma start every game or mgm you know every once in a while like having him come into a game taking one of the spots of one of the guys you know if they need to sub out in a say, like a, a Nations League game or something like that, or say in like the Copa America, if we don't want to play all these guys or somebody's on a minutes restriction, if Tyler Adams is on a minutes restriction. I have some faith 
that Luca mm-hmm. De La Torre will be that guy and will be able to deliver. I like I like him too. I, I think this is a good segue to my biggest dis- disappointment, Luca De La Torre. Wow. <laughs> um, like wow. I, I I agree with I get what Elijah's saying. Like it's great to have that player, and I watch him for Celta, and some somebody made the like um, someone made the comment like he makes interesting runs, but then there's not like a whole lot of end product, and he's not very strong either. Like. He's he's kind of just like a technical like he's good in Spain like Spain's not a very athletic league and like I think he's in a good spot like it suits him mm-hmm. um, but he I don't I just don't and I'm not even you know if we if we play tomorrow and we got two eights hurt I'm I'm definitely playing them but my overall feeling is just like mm-hmm. lack of delivering my um, I mean my my counter to that is we're playing in a South American tournament Copa America. I don't think we're going to need to be playing terribly physically compared to, say, like a World Cup or something like that. Okay. We're playing a lot of European teams. I think this is the perfect chance for him to cement his spot and to shine a little bit. All right. Well, I, I hope he does, and I, I think you might be right there. But purposes of this year, I was I was left a little unimpressed. I'll say that. All right, coach of the year. We had three different coaches on the U.S. <laughs> men's national team. Rank them. Anthony Hudson, B.J. Callanan, and Greg Berhalter. If you don't know the right answer to this one, you, you shouldn't <laughs> be watching this podcast. Yeah. Um, can we just give it to BJ right now? Probably. Can we just give it to BJ? Yeah. I mean, BJ Callahan is probably the, you know, the, the fan favorite. He's the GOAT. The best, <laughs> the, the best coach we've had this season. The vibes were the highest. The team was playing the best. Um, I think we all love BJ and miss BJ. Uh, you know, the step coach. The step coach that stepped up. Um, so shout out BJ. I, I would say if we had to stack rank, though, Lodge, what are you going for two and three? Personal agendas aside. Greg's still three. Greg's still three? Oh, ah, okay. Okay. All I, right. I, uh, Anthony Hudson got a lot of credit for like putting Gio in and beating Granada, mm-hmm. which I suppose looks a lot better since Greg can't beat Trinidad on the road. But uh, I still thought that they were pretty stinky, uh, that El Salvador game. And then, uh, you know, Greg at least had one really, really good win against uh, whatever. Who was it? The Ghana? Ghana. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's, we're splitting hairs. I'm, I'm giving Greg two over Hudson, but. I mean, our, BJ's our king. Yeah. Yeah, BJ's Fuck it, our king. Ball. Yep. BJ's the guy. Yeah. Um, best meme of the year. You got one in mind here? No, I... <sighs> okay. I, I just went with the... Uh, I went with the Sergio Dest hype videos. Oh. The aforementioned hype videos where Sergio Dest is absolutely no business posting a celebratory mm-hmm. video yeah. of all his tricks and skills after his or team like, gets he dropped. Makes- the the last one that he posted where like no everybody was saying oh you didn't like show any of you playing any defensive work and it was just like all tackles that he made <laughs> or interceptions it was incredible yeah, I have some all right yeah good one too is also uh, God I don't remember what the meme was but it was about Brendan Aronson and it was about the guy that <laughs> tr- walks really fast to look make it look like he's busy yeah <laughs> that's Brendan Aronson and then also the the great BJ memes yeah um, the step coach step that coach, stepped yeah. up yeah good meme mm-hmm. <laughs> nice um, all right. Uh, we got here. Um, I think we finished with this one. Or Max, I liked your suggestion one. Um, the that guy's still on the team? Question mark mm-hmm. award. Any anybody in mind? Miles Robinson? Question mark. Okay, yeah, Is I can see that. Team? I yeah. don't know. I, I was. He's still I, on the team. I, yeah, I, he hasn't been in for a minute. Yeah. Has he? I don't he, know. he played. He played against uh, Oman. But oh, you know what? Sorry, sorry to do this. Biggest disappointment. I'm actually gonna take Luca out. Zendejas, I he was such oh, a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah, yeah, about that's him. That's a good one. Yeah. He, he was super- that, he, yeah he wins this award too. I kind of forgot about Zendejas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. He was like we, he was kind of like a big deal for a second there, and then he was just like meh. Then he, <laughs> then he, he still- couldn't handle it in the in the Gold Cup. Yeah. And then, 
So I'm I'm not gonna say who my biggest disappointment is because I think you guys all know who it is. Turner. Yeah. Well, why don't you talk about it? This is a podcast. This is your platform. Um. Well, I don't want to throw in club, but I th- I think I have to throw in club. No, here. you can't. Yeah, you, that's actually against the rules. So then, I mean, my my whole agenda is that he was going to lose the starting spot. Unfortunately. In, in an area where he probably was in a no-win situation. I yeah. mean, it was a, I believe it was a Greek owner that took over. Yeah. And it was a Greek goalkeeper that got, like, joined the team. Yeah. Worst situation that he could have possibly put himself in, but now he's out of the squad, um, unfortunately, or out of the starting lineup. But that's my biggest disappointment is that he wasn't able to keep that role yeah. in, the, um, in the prom. Yeah. And I, I do think, you know, it might directly affect – what he looks like going forward. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Okay. Any, anybody got a worst take of the year? I don't think I got anything too strong. I thought the I Taylor d- Booth hype was a little uh, bit much. I've got a good one. Yeah. Landon Donovan. Okay. Yes, I'm, I'm ready for this. Landon Donovan. When Christian Pulisic wasn't sure what squad he was going to, Landon came out and said that he should have gone to the MLS <laughs> instead of Serie A. The Sister MLS one. instead of Serie A. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything more. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. I don't, Just a classic Landon. Yeah, take. classic Landon. He's like, oh, you know, you gotta join join the hometown and get get super excited for the World Cup and prep everybody in the country and everything. You're not getting any kind of prep for the for the World Cup playing in the MLS yeah. compared to Syria. Of all places, that yeah. was I, I was looking for. I was looking just like way back through my likes and it was yeah. like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's my that's my worst take of the year. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna set mine aside because that is a that that went that's a, that <laughs> yeah, was an awful take. That that's that's a pretty bad take. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. Uh, just a little close here. Sports Center style. I got my top ten moments of the year. You guys just just feel free to comment. All right. Number ten. I got the indirect free kick versus Ghana. Mm-hmm. Balls a couple yards mm-hmm. yards away, and there's a little. Uh, I don't know who touched the ball first, but Geo ends up slot, putting it top bins um, in, in an indirect free kick situation that you never see. That was my number 10. Great game against Ghana there. Arguably our best performance of the year. Um, number nine, the Pirate of the Caribbean. Uh, over the summer, the, the team played in the Gold Cup. It was like our C team. And uh, Jesus Ferreira, who often got heat for only scoring against the Caribbean teams, got the nickname the Pirate of the Caribbean, which was just fantastic. I um, mean, he destroyed the Caribbean, but any, anywhere outside of it, it, he's had a little bit of trouble. But that was a very funny saga. Um, Pepe's goal against El Salvador in April to qualify us for the Nations League. Um, another one of those classic Pepe moments where he saved us. Really nice chip off a breakaway. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my number eight. Number seven. Not the step coach, but this coach who stepped up. B.J. <laughs> <laughs> Callanan coming in. Getting lots of comments that he looks like a football coach. He's handing out scholarships, but against all odds, he takes the boys to the Nations League, beats Mexico, beats Canada. Really fun summer, really fun moment there. Um, And quite improbable. Number six, Matt Turner's penalty heroics versus Canada in the Gold Cup. Um, When it came down to penalties there, you know, all game, I was kind of watching us play Canada, and it was a very – like MLS heavy group, nothing too crazy in the way of like contributors to the national team on, on the, the A team level. But mm-hmm. when it went in the penalties, you were, you had your eye on our number one, Matt Turner. 
um, and he absolutely stepped up. And up, I, yeah. I believe he stopped three penalties or, yeah. you know, I don't three. know what she saved. Yeah, incredible. Um, and beat Canada. Pretty electric scene there. Um, so that's, that's number six. Number five, Ricardo Pepe sits down. Guillermo Ochoa. Um, Pepe obviously being the El Paso boy, big Mexican heritage, um, and, and putting down the, the keeper who he probably watched from the time he was this, this big um, for Mexico because he's been around so long, and he sits him down after a beautiful Sergio assist um, in the Nations League to win 3-0, just absolute route of Mexico. That was, that was a blast. Um, number four, I got Christian Pulisic's goal versus Germany. Um, mm -hmm. It's fun there to go up on Germany. You would have liked to, to do a lot better with it, but yeah. uh, gorgeous Great goal, moment. goal of the year. Um, number three, um, Geo's assist, or Geo assists Balogun to seal the Nations League, uh, two zero. That one like, just felt good. Oh, it felt that so felt good. That felt so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, getting Balogun off the mark and just feeling on the feeling on top of the world after that. Really. Um, so finally, number two. I have the uh, Mexico fight that saw Washington McKenney get the red card and kiss the badge. Um, Cesar Montez, I believe it was in Mexico, just goes after Balogun like completely unnecessarily. Basically, just takes a full hack at him, mm -hmm. and the, the boys rally around their new recruit and just absolutely mob this. What man. a what a time! That was what, so awesome. God, how far we've declined since then. <laughs> um, just yeah, really vibes were off the charts. McKenney gets his jersey ripped in half, mm -hmm. kisses the badge, Im image that we'll we'll see on every highlight reel for the next ten years when it comes to the U.S. At least, yeah. Especially with the rivalry against Mexico, um, and my number one moment. Maybe there's some debate around this, but Fuller and Balogun being spotted in Orlando by the aforementioned <laughs> U.S. Men's National Team burner account who did like a geo-guesser moment, found like a, a bar that was in the background of a picture he posted, and we were off from there. It was clear that Fuller and Balogun wanted us. Um, at the, all the American flags that were spamming um, on all of his social media was, was coming to fruition. Um, and then he eventually commits with a pretty slick, slick commitment video. And that for me, g given this 2023 was always going to be a more of a quiet year, transitional year. That was a moment of electricity uh -huh. getting that, getting him in. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, he's, we've never had a striker quite like him. Yep. So a huge moment looking back on that for sure. Yeah. And also just looking at the BJ moments in there. I mean, so many of those moments are BJ moments. Yeah, they are. You know? And so. God, the vibes were high. <laughs> you know, like, I hope we can get there. Yeah, yeah we. It made me even sadder now that I think of the good times we were in. But hey, we got some time. We got some more games coming up. It's like uh, it's summer twenty sixteen, if you would. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. boys, we should do a little. We should do a little. Uh, we should get on the road, maybe for one of these games. Should we? A little trip? Maybe? Yeah. Let's 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 talk about it right now. So, like, we got uh, the games are in Dallas. Okay. For the Nations League. Okay. It's like a Thursday and a Sunday. Um, well, is, they're in January, right? Uh, March. Jamaica's March. Yeah. Uh, Jamaica's before March. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So yeah, there's Camp Cupcake in January with just like uh, MLS players or U20 players. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, we, will, I don't know. If we'll I, I would, I would be in for Dallas. Yeah. So the that's, thing that's is, it's a cheap flight. We could, we could. I could do. do that. Yeah, I could do Dallas. Yeah, it is a cheap, it is a cheap flight. I mean, I feel like, I feel like we gotta experience the vibes of a we USA do. Mexico game. 
Yeah. Mm. I, I got to get a drink thrown at me or something, you know? Yeah. Wait, so, yeah. Especially, so it is, especially <laughs> in a southern state. Well, yeah, because it, it would be yeah. like, a, isn't it like a Thursday Jamaica game and then it would be like a Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I would almost like prefer bank, bank to do on this the, bank on the Sunday. Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Just like try to get there. Dude, if we have to watch Jamaica, Mexico. You think we should just roll the dice? What if we went to watch? Who does I'll Jamaica, Jamaica play? That's actually a funny pot. Does, story for the pot does uh, Mexico play Canada? Uh, Canada's not in it. I don't think Mexico so. plays yeah. uh, Honduras. So what yeah. if it was like a Honduras? Oh, wait, no, no, Jamaica. excuse me, not Honduras. Uh, El, no, El Salvador. Yep, that's who it is. Okay. Um, I would, I would be down. All right. Yeah. Say, say no more. My no, uh, my buddy, shout out Jake Samina, my my buddy and, and former roommate. He is. He's got tickets to the game. Um, really? He's he's all locked in for, for it, the so. final. Yeah, he's yeah he, uh, he and semifinal. I believe he texted me about it. I but can't imagine. I mean, AT and T Stadium. We could probably get cheap tickets. That's a big stadium. Well, the thing is, they know what they're doing. Like you said, yeah. They put that. And, and by the way, oh by the way, Mexico shouldn't even be in this shit. Most rigged game I have ever seen in my life. Mexico versus Honduras. They literally just were like, all right, we're playing until Mexico scores. Yeah. Like that was the vibes. Um, it was insane was it the hundredth minute it something? was like a hundred and yeah yeah, yeah it was sorry, something 100. ridiculous it was like eight minutes of stoppage time and yeah. it was like 10 minutes in it was crazy rigged so cock money ratings not sure which just saw it live sorry yeah. both <laughs> both and um so yeah the, it's gonna be in dallas it's gonna be a ton of mexican fans um as, as is always the case for usa mexico mm-hmm. game, they always put it in you know denver arizona some somewhere where there's going to be a big Mexican contingency, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun to be in to be in enemy territory like that. So I'm okay. down. I'm down. Only only consideration is you got Copa America. I was about um, to say one last one last question before we ended true, up. True, that's a good point. When yeah, we balance do out here. yeah? When do the actual next week? Next week. A week from now, we get groups and cities. Holy hell! Um, I know what we we know what cities are going to be in. No, Wait, don't. are they going to be in Chicago? Do we have any? We, no, we literally don't know what cities. It's crazy. It's like somebody should tell us. This. I, I, I thought that up. it was going to be the same cities that they had the World Cup for. And it was just going to be a prep. I thought that was the whole deal. Nope. The whole deal. <laughs> nope. Well, well big different ballgame. Big news. Here we so know. Maybe we get Chicago. Yeah. But Argentina, USA, and Soldier Field. <laughs> Let's go. Booking it. <laughs> Let's go. Booking it right away. <laughs> Buying Three. as many tickets as possible. 3 0 one for the Yanks. All right. Shall we get out of here? Yeah. That was fun. Up. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See you guys. Yeah. <clears> Thank <throat> you.